Hello, everybody, and welcome to Ride in the Pine podcast. This is your host, Scott Walden, with my co-host, J.P. Supes. How are you doing, J.P.? Hey, pretty good, bud. Uh, real excited. We did our last two episodes, and here on episode three, uh, I think we got a real good show for everyone today. Kind of talk about some uh, current sports. March Madness started up, and my birthday's coming up this weekend, so we'll have some interesting birthday memories from the both of us. So I'm pretty excited for that. Yeah, so we're gonna we're gonna cover some birthday memories. Um, we'll cover a little bit of of March Madness. And, you know, anything that's been going on in sports in the last week. Uh, anything stand out to you? Yeah, so we recorded on Sunday. Uh, it's Thursday today, but I think the biggest news for any sport was Mike Trout signing that twelve year, four hundred thirty million dollar deal, which is completely. Just ridiculous, but the guy's earned every cent of it. He is an amazing ball player. Yeah, I I would rarely say um, that anybody deserves that kind of that kind of payment, mm-hmm. um, you know. But here's here's the deal with Trout. You know, there was no crazy free agency where he got a bunch of buzz, said a bunch of shit. You know, where's he going? Blah blah blah. All that all that dramatic nonsense, Um, which I I understand that brings people to the sport, blah, 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 blah. Mm -hmm. But it's just such a perfect example of who he is. He keeps his head down. He's an absolute monster at home plate. And on top of that, he plays center field as good as anybody in the league. So, you know, hats off to him. He deserves every penny, like you said, um, richest athlete per, you know, their specific contract ever. Um, and I- I'm happy it goes to him. Unfortunately, it's an Anaheim and let's face it, who gives a shit? Yeah, it's, it's rough for him being out there and that team just, they don't ever seem to compete for the playoffs, but it's just amazing to see a guy like that with that kind of character getting paid. It's, it's good for the good guys and it's kind of that hockey player mentality and it's not something you see in a lot of sports. I mean, even in baseball, Bryce Harper and Manny Machado made shows about it, uh, essentially. And, uh, you know, it's just him doing his work, working hard, and he gets paid for it. It's it's great news for the baseball community and good guys everywhere. Yeah, I agree. I mean, even even Mookie Betts, who, you know, I'll, I'll talk uh, good about him till the cows come home. And certainly <laughs> glad he's on the Red Sox. But uh, he came out afterwards, and he's like, "Yeah, we're not going to talk about anything till free agency." And then it came out later that he had turned down a two hundred million dollar contract extension. So it's like, you know, it's just becoming more and more common for these players to go out there and test the market. And I agree, get money while you can. Um, I just don't think there's any point to being, you know, so dramatic about it. And the NBA and the NFL are just the worst, you know, when it comes to that. Yes, they are. So, actually, breaking news. I just saw it on the screen. Uh, my favorite baseball player. So, Mookie Betts, probably your favorite current baseball player. Would, would that be Okay. My favorite baseball player right now is Paul Goldschmidt. Uh, he got traded to the Cardinals this year. And it looks like I might have to be a Cardinals fan for a long time. Long term. He's about to sign a five-year, $130 million extension. And that's just another example of a good dude keeping his head down, working, and getting paid. Man, that seems like a low number. 
compared to these other guys, it does absolutely. But the Diamondbacks robbed him. He signed us like five year, thirty-seven million dollar deal that he was just finishing up this year, and the Cardinals said, "Wow, this will look awesome." Here's one hundred and thirty million. So, what's that about? It's twenty-five million a year. It's, it's so. 20, 20, twenty-six million. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's more than Bryce Harper's getting. <laughs> And I love to see these two. These are two of the, the nicest guys that work hard and they're getting paid. And I mean, 130 is not 330 or 430, but it's a good contract for a good baseball player in his early 30s. And two guys who play gold glove defense, Absolutely. which you don't have to do to get paid in major leagues. Nope, not love, at all. Yep, I love to see that. Absolutely. Uh, in other news, this is kind of a funny story. It's not really related to sports but uh it's kind of a funny story did you ever hear about that dumb giraffe that everyone was watching on facebook live like a year and a half ago did you ever hear that no april uh so her name was april and this is like i think 2017 and my grandma was a victim uh, who would sit on facebook live for like eight hours at a time because a giraffe was pregnant and everyone awaited its uh the birth of the baby, you know, and it got pretty ridiculous. So anyway, it had its kid. I don't even know what the name of it was. And this week, that same giraffe, April, had another kid, uh, a male this time. And there's all over the news, there's naming competitions and stuff like that. But the funny thing about it is my grandma was the one that told me this giraffe was pregnant again. And when she told me the news, I was like, oh, great. Now I get to hear about this dumb giraffe that no one cares about again. And she goes, I know, right? April got pregnant again. I just thought that bad girl, April. And I was just like, <laughs> who talks about a giraffe like she's a, like a whore down the street? But <laughs> I guess grandma does. Yeah, that's, uh, dude, grandmas are ridiculous. <laughs> My wife was just uh, visiting her grandma for her 90th birthday. Mm. And um, her grandma is hilarious, you know, talks forever. And the most condescending human being I've ever met. I mean, she's called my wife fat. My wife weighs, you know, is five two. Oh man, a buck twenty or so. I mean, you've you've seen her. Like, yeah, she's a she's a Zumba teacher and like everything like that. Yeah, she's tiny, and it's like, you know. So my wife was telling me she was up, and they live in Oregon, well, Southern Washington, but uh, same place. Yeah, up there, and uh, so she's like, the only way I can, I can deal with her is, is you know, ingesting all of these lovely free treats uh, or legal treats that they offer in Washington. So my wife had a good time up there visiting her grandma, but you know, trying to stay high to deal with it. <laughs> oh man, yeah, I think they're the same place, measles and stuff like that. Whatever, same place. Uh, but that's hilarious. You're right, grandmas are ridiculous, but. It's kind of entertaining at the same time. Yeah, I got to tell you this story. something that just happened to me. So so I, for those of you who don't know, uh, which is probably a lot of you, you know, I travel uh, for for my job. So I spend a lot of time alone. Um, you know, I'm that weirdo that goes out to dinner alone and stuff. Uh, and it's just because, you know, I have to. I don't really have any other options. So I was just at this restaurant. And uh, you get you get to learn how to watch people. Right. And I love watching people. Um, 
specifically couples, you know, they'll walk in and I've started to notice when you go to certain restaurants, there's like a lot of couples that come in that are, uh, have a vast difference in age. Okay. And this couple comes in um, and sits next to me today. And when she walks by, I just get a whiff of it. And it is pure skunk. Like, she is anything short of smoking weed at the moment. Like, you could smell it. <laughs> and she's with this older gentleman. Um, and uh, the guy, you know, I'm trying to listen to their conversations. He's, like, literally showing her his scars. Like, how fucking weird is that? <laughs> like... He's like, oh, this one's from my dog that bit me. It's like, okay, dude. It was about 12 years before you were conceived, but Not, here's my... <laughs> they weren't even good stories. Like, the one I heard was literally, my dog bit me. Like, oh, wow, what a bad... Look out, ladies and gentlemen, his dog bit him. So the guy comes over, and at the place I, I was eating, you can, like, build your own burgers. And they have these, like, little sheets that you fill out of what you like. And she cannot figure it out. She can't. She can't figure it out. So the the server comes over, and he's like trying to help her figure it out. And she wants a vegetarian burger, but she doesn't know how to say it because she's too fucking high. <laughs> and, and she's like, "What's this one?" And he's like, "Well, that's a vegetarian burger." She's like, "So there's no meat?" And he goes, "No." And she goes, "Well, what's it made out?" And he goes, <laughs> "He goes plants." And she goes, "Well, what kind of plants?" And he goes, I don't, I don't know. It looks like a burger, but it's made out of plants. <laughs> Poison ivy. How does that sound? Yeah. You still want it? <laughs> She's like, well, what kind of plants does it look like it's made out of? <laughs> He's like, it looks like a fucking burger, woman. I you witnessed this? You witnessed yes, this? This all sounds like... <laughs> like 30 minutes ago, dude. That's awesome. That sounds like... Uh... I don't know, dumbest criminals on TV or something. She was so stupid, man. And the guy that was obviously just trying to get in her pants was like, I don't know. He was trying to act like it wasn't ridiculous, but like I was, I was laughing. I don't give a shit. And the place is like right across from my hotel. So I eat there quite a bit. And uh, the waiter like walks away. He like knows, he knows who I am. And he looks at me and he's like, what the fuck was that? <laughs> Dude, I don't know. Just tell her it's a cannabis plant next time, and yeah, I it mean, all works. <laughs> what kind of plants is it made out of? I don't fucking know. <laughs> oh, dude, that's ridiculous, but pretty funny at the same time. People are crazy. Yeah, they are, man. And don't get me wrong; like I've been way too high in a public place before, so I I feel her shame. But like, don't try and be picky when you're being, you know, ridiculous. Absolutely, that's insane. All right, man. So, uh, yeah, moving on. Um, we're going to talk about some sports birthday memories. So I think I think we both have some good ones. Um, and I'll let you start, JP. Yeah, absolutely. So I think we each have about four or five. Um, one of my big ones, this kind of reminds me of uh, when I was in high school. It was my 16th birthday. And... I'm from a town with uh, mostly white people in northern Arizona, and I'm like a huge mutt. I'm basically what the future of the world's going to look like, at least America. So, oh god, want... I hope not. <laughs> so I'm a big mutt. Uh, but I'm when I was growing up, I got really dark. Sun, vitamin D, loved it. But 
pretty white school. And on my 16th birthday, I was a track runner and my birthday spring break. And my friends thought it was hilarious to buy me, this dark brown kid, uh, a do-rag for my birthday. And we all looked at this thing. I was like, I have no idea how to wear this, but I'm going to try it. And luckily, there was one black kid on the track team. And he helped me out, and he totally accepted it and said, you can wear that. I don't care. And it was it was really entertaining, but it's definitely not a gift that you could give a non-black person in 2019 at all. Uh, it'd be cultural pro- appropriation, all that stuff. And uh, it, was, it was a kind of a funny memory. And then I got my driver's license, and the first place I went was the CD store and bought Usher's Confessions because it came out that day. Damn, dude. <laughs> Living on the edge, bro. So there you are, cruising down the street, wearing yeah. a do-rag. Yeah. Bumping Confessions by Usher. Yeah, you know what I had to do? So I drove a 1994 Buick, um, and it didn't have a CD player. So you remember when you had to put cassettes in the cassette player and then put uh, had a headphone jack that you put in a Discman? And you had to play the CDs that way. Do you remember that old school stuff? Oh, yes. Yeah. Uh, uh, There's a lot of people that have no idea what that is. So (laughs) if you don't have a clue, you can, again, I think I said this last episode, I'm sure the antique stores have a lot of things from our childhood now. Take a look. See what they got out there. Yeah, if you're still still rocking the uh, tape player to to, uh, CD player, like, mechanism... um, you got you got to find a new job or something. <laughs> that's, that's really yeah. Cool. Well, you what you could do now, if you're still rocking a 1994 Nissan Sentra or something, you could actually still use the cassette, but plug it into your phone if your phone has a normal headphone jack. I have an iPhone, so they don't have those anymore, so I'd probably be screwed. Yeah, that's true. I actually had to change the head unit in my car because it only played CDs. I was like, <laughs> what am I supposed to do? I don't have any CDs. That's ridiculous. And then to top it off, my track coach uh, was a younger woman, uh, but she needed help at her house, uh, tearing down wallpaper and helping out with that kind of stuff. So a couple of my buddies and I went over there and that's how we spent our spring break was uh, helping out a track coach, just being good, good athletes and helping out the community and our coach, you know, you mm-hmm. know, how it goes. had nothing to do with the fact that she was young. Um, no. Athlete. Nope, nothing at all. No, I mean, she was like 23, bro. I was 16. That's a little little off yeah. limits there. <laughs> I would I'm never sure. have thought that. I'm sure you I'm <laughs> sure you weren't worried worried about that at all. No, it didn't help that I looked like I was 12, so I was afraid every day after I got my license I was going to get pulled over just because they thought I was too young to drive. Well, that and because it's like, you know, they look at you and they're like, "I'm not sure if you're black." Illegal Mexican or Asian, but like either you can't drive, you should be in this country, or you know you stole something. Yeah, Arizona. That that all kind of makes sense. (laughs) (laughs) All right, man. I feel for you. Oh yeah, whatever. It's all good. But yeah, that's my first first uh, birthday memory. So I'd love to hear your first one now. Yeah. So mine mine all comes back to I was living in. I was living in Colorado, and um, I I think I was in kindergarten, so it was probably my sixth birthday. I went to school a little young, so okay. I think it was my sixth birthday, 
and I had a crush on this girl, and so I I had, uh, you know, stud little me had <laughs> to uh, concoct this entire um, birthday party around trying to get her to come with me to go see the Rockies play. A um, couple names for you from that Rockies team okay. when I was six years old. So that's 1994. All right. That's probably like their first year then. Yeah, 1994. Um, the year Kurt Cobain died. Oh, uh, sad day. Uh, so okay. Todd Helton wasn't there yet because... Not even he, close. He backed up Peyton Manning, and that was another few years. 1998. Uh, was when Peyton Manning was drafted? Yeah, 97, 98. Yeah, 98, I think. Uh, Mike Hampton, he was still years away. I don't know, man. What you got? Larry Walker. Oh, yeah. What a saint. And Andres the Big Cat Galarraga. Oh, Andres Galarraga. That's a name you haven't heard in a while. Yeah, I think he went on to play for the Braves. Did he play for the Braves after that? Yeah, he was on some of them really good Braves teams with uh, Chipper and... I think Andrew Jones young in his career. So, yeah, he was on some of those teams. Oh, my God, Andrew Jones. Remember that guy playing center field? Stud, man. Him, Griffey, Torrey Hunter, those were the guys that everyone emulated emulated back then. Just absolute vacuums. So, anyway, I get this girl. Like, I, I get – we get tickets to go see the Rockies. And, you know, I get this girl to, like, come. And there's, like, four of us there. I think we had just moved – Colorado, so I didn't even know anybody. But, mm-hmm. I mean, just a, a perfect precursor to my life. Like, I was so awkward. Didn't even know how to talk to her. Um, her name was Min, of all things. Like Min? Min. You liked Min when you were a child? I did. I'm st- oh. I still like Min. <laughs> uh, who knows? She's still a girl, I wonder. Who knows? I, I exp- well, she's from Colorado, so you know how those people are a little, you know, they're very liberal out there, so who knows? Who knows? Yeah, they like their edibles. And I support I support whatever she's doing with her life now. Oh, absolutely. We don't judge here. Yeah. We don't judge. Men, if you hear this, give me a call. <laughs> you know, I think I blew it that that day. I didn't talk to her. I was super nervous. I was men, I was young. Give me another chance. It is rough when you're younger and you you're sitting there, you're like, man, I, I'm so scared. I don't know what to say. And then you get to be older, you're like, oh, that was dumb. I could have said anything. You know, I could have said the sky's blue and it would have worked out well. Better well, I mean, than whatever I was doing. I was six. So, you know, I think it was even before those awkward times. But the, yeah. the, big, the big takeaway for me there is just like uh, thinking about baseball back then and how, I mean, I loved baseball back then. It was just. I mean, probably steroid. The steroid era was happening, but it didn't like break out, break out. Right before that, that era of baseball, I just loved. You know, like you said, Chipper Jones, Andrew Jones, um, Nomar, oh. yep. Jeter in his prime, uh, A Rod before the steroids. You know, Cal yep. Ripken. Oh, Cal Ripken. Yeah, there were a lot of fun guys. Uh, I mean, it's it's just crazy how many young players there were that either have retired in the last five to ten years that you're like, holy cow, they played for a long time. Like, those Braves teams had Greg Maddox and Tom Glavin and 
uh, John Smoltz, you know, so. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> which are some of the best pitchers that, that played the game. So it's, Smoltz was like the original closure closer. He was, he was a reliever and then he went into the uh, starting role. Oh, but, and a name that a people, that a lot of people just skip over Tony Gwynn, probably one of the best hitters. Oh my God. That's because he's, he was playing out um, where, you know, <laughs> nobody knows your name. Right, so Manny Machado, thank uh, God, you're we'll getting paid. <laughs> Soon we'll all not even remember Manny Machado, which you know, thank the baseball gods for that. Absolutely, we mentioned him on the last episode for honorable mention sloth, and uh, I'm okay with forgetting that man. But as an Arizona fan, I might not be able to. No, he'll pop up and uh, he'll hit like two homers in a game against you guys like once a year for the next you know 10 years oh uh off topic i'm sorry i'm sitting here so we might i might jump around a little bit i'm sorry it's the ncaa tournament um kind of watching that did you see the backlash this is perfect for last week's episode a little review of that ncaa commercial have you seen that oh my god yes so that if you guys haven't seen it there's an ncaa commercial where they follow the life of an athlete day in the life uh, a day in the life of an athlete and professional athletes from all sports men and women are saying that this is the most ridiculous commercial you guys do not care about the athletes and it just goes perfect with our seven deadly sins from last weekend it's yeah exactly and it's just like it's a perfect example of them having absolutely like i i was never recalled obviously I can watch that and be like, that's bullshit. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's such a good example of them being so out of touch. Oh, like- a- a- absolutely. It kind of reminds me of, of us. I mean, I don't want to bring too much Navy stuff. There'll be a little here and there, but kind of reminds me of times we're in the Navy and your, your CO, your commanding officer, or even higher up admirals. They're like, Oh yeah, this looks perfect. Everything seems to be going fine. While you're sitting here, it's like, I, I can't do this right now. My This is the worst day of my life kind of uh, mentality, you know? Yeah, I mean, that's exactly it. I, it. Don't get me wrong. Like, I being a college athlete is probably not the worst life in the world. No. Like, I bet it's pretty good. But it, it's a perfect example of, like, he, here's these group of, you know, like, rich, you know, people in the NCAA reaping the benefits of all these, like, crazy talented kids. And then... It's just to come out with that and just show how out of touch they are with the people that are making making them all that money. Like, it's insane. Yep. It's crazy. What a, a stupid move. Yep, absolutely. So I'm going to use that, uh, kind of that Navy talk there. So my 23rd and 24th birthday, uh, we mentioned the, our first episode that we were both in the Navy and when we were in the Navy, we were actually on submarines. And for two birthdays in a row, 23 and 24, I was out to sea. So I was under the water. One year, I was in the Arctic Circle. And the next year, I had just left Japan. And to relate this to a sports memory, Scott can uh, can back me up on this. There's a lot of wrestling matches that go on when you're underway on a submarine. There's just nothing else to do sometimes. And... My fa- one of my favorite stories, I'm actually on the, the bad end of this. I had a guy in a headlock. We're wrestling in the engine room, 
And I was like, I'm going to shove this dude's face in the urinal. This is going to be hilarious. And as I'm doing it, he sticks his hand in the urinal to stop himself. And I thought it was hilarious. Like, this guy just put his hand in the urinal. No way. And as I'm wrestling, I made fun of him for having, you know, piss hands. And he rubbed his hand on my face. And (laughs) I lost it. I let him go. I'm the loser. Everyone was laughing at me. I had to walk my sorry ass to the other part of the boat so I could take a shower. I never quit a wrestling match so fast, and I felt like the biggest bitch. But that happens sometimes uh, when you're out to sea, and that happened. I don't know if it was actually on my birthday, but it was during one of those underways when I was out to sea uh, for my birthday. Yeah, so just just so everybody knows who hasn't been on a submarine, and uh, congratulations for never having been on one. That's a blessing. Um, (laughs) This is – that's mild. And it's also a very common occurrence. For some reason, like, you want to talk about locker room talk? Like, you know, I've been in my fair share of locker rooms. You walk into that place, and it is, like, a whole nother – it's like – you trapped a high school basketball team in a locker room and never let them leave. Just crazy amount of testosterone fueled ridiculousness uh, <laughs> that happens. You know, I think one of my first days on a submarine, and you know, people that don't know me, I'm a, I'm a large individual. Um, unfortunately, out of shape and large now, but I've always been, <laughs> you know, large. You know, uh, and so people take one look at me and they're like. Oh, I want to wrestle that guy. I want to, you know, try and prove that I'm better than him. Like, dude, I just leave me alone. <laughs> and I'll never forget that first day. Like, some guy comes up to me. He's like, "Oh, you're big, man. Let's let's throw down." I was like, "Jesus Christ! Like, <laughs> what is this Mortal Combat? I got to fight my way to the top." Right? Is this a prison? It sounds like a prison. It is like it's exactly. <laughs> oh man, that's pretty funny. Uh, all right, uh, let's move on to your next birthday memory. Okay, yeah, so my next birthday memory, um, this is by far the worst birthday I've ever had. I, uh-huh. Not the worst, because I enjoyed like I enjoyed the day, but when you look back on it, you're like, man, what a crazy, what a crazy day. So I go to school, I think it was like Friday, um, because the weekend was coming up, and Again, this was Colorado, and at the time, the Avalanche were just starting. Uh, my family's from Chicago, so I'm a big Blackhawks fan. Uh, like, my best friend's family there was from Chicago, too, so he was a big Blackhawks fan. But we were just all about hockey. We loved hockey. And we played street hockey. I mean, you know, we were seven or eight, so we weren't really, like, out on the ice a whole bunch yet, but we were mm-hmm. playing street hockey like crazy. Um, and that's what I wanted to do for my birthday. All I wanted to do was have some friends over, strap on the rollerblades, early nineties, shout out (laughs) and, and just, you know, play some hockey. Well, that day at school, you, you know how it is when you're a kid and it's your birthday. Like, you know, your parents treat you super good. Um, so you think everybody's supposed to treat you that good. And like, turns out most little kids on the playground don't give a shit it's your birthday that's yeah. true so i'm like walking around like i'm the fucking cock of the walk you know and i can make my demands and i see this kid on the swing and i'm like listen here bitch that's my swing 
So I'm like, hey, let me get on that swing. And he's like, who the fuck are you? I'm not getting, I'm not letting you on this swing. Uh, you know, and what am I going to do? He's swinging on the swing. He's like a wrecking ball just flying around. I can't really tackle him out of the swing. So I tuck my tail between my legs and I walk away. Well, as I walk away, they blow the whistle to make recess, you know, end. And he jumps off the swing. So this is like one of those metal swings, you know? Uh, okay. Yeah. And it comes and whacks me in the back of the head. And I, like, hit the ground. And, you know, I'm trying to be tough. So I get up and don't show that I'm in pain. And I go to line up to go in from school. And the kid behind me looks at me and he goes, did you dye your hair red for your birthday? I was like, dye my hair red for my birthday? No, I wouldn't do that. I didn't get emo until, like, 20 years later. <laughs> 16 years later, so whatever. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> so, uh, I, like, go, and I check my hair, and I, like, hold my hair to my hand to my head, and I pull it around, and I look at it, and it's just soaking in blood. I mean, there's blood everywhere. <laughs> so, needless to say, I go tell the teacher. Teacher takes me to the nurse. Nurse takes me, you know, calls my mom. My mom comes to school is like, bullshit. This is probably an issue. Uh, and they take me to the doctor's office. So at the doctor's office, they look, look at it and they're like, okay, you know, he's young. It's pretty deep. Um, we could do stitches, but, uh, you know, it, it's going to have a scar, but who's going to see it? He's got hair all over his head. So... Uh, <laughs> Why don't you tell the people how that worked out for me, JP? <laughs> this dude's a bald mofo. Oh, man. I That's... <laughs> I went bald when I was 20 years old. Oh, I thought I was... like eight, the way this story's going. <laughs> <laughs> Might as well. So I, got, I got a scar on the top of my head. Looked like a gigantic idiot. And, uh, yeah, some doctor essentially told the tale of me losing my hair. But it doesn't stop there. So that night, you know, it, it stops bleeding, and I've got like a bandage on it. And uh, I, my mom's like, you, "Do you want to go ahead with your?" Because um, they also said I might be concussed and that she needed to watch me. But my mom like doesn't give a shit. She's a crazy person, so she doesn't listen to doctors. And she's like, "Do you still want to have your birthday party?" I was like, "Fuck yeah, I want to have my birthday party." So all my friends come over, and we were. Uh, uh, playing hockey and uh, we're playing street hockey in the little cul-de-sac where I live and uh, one of my friends takes a shot and we're playing no goalies obviously so he takes a shot and in order to block it like I dive on the ground mm. when I dive I put my hands out to stop myself uh oh yeah so whatever we finish playing hockey and we go downstairs and you know, some of my better friends were going to spend the night. We go, we're playing some Sega, and they, like, give me the controller, and I can't even hold the controller. Like, I'm in so much pain. Sega? But, Holy cow. Yeah, you like that? A little I song love it. Dark too. Mortal Kombat, even? No, none of that. Dude, come on. Seriously? I wasn't about that kind of shit. <laughs> I was a good little kid. We were playing Sonic the Hedgehog 2. Mm. So good. Trying to so stop good. Dr. Robotnik. Yeah. Remember when they made the Sonic TV show? Oh, yeah. I loved Chili Dogs because of Sonic the Hedgehog. I still don't know if Tails is a boy or a girl. 
Dude, that's that's the debate. I have no idea. I I always assumed girl, but as I got older, I was like, Tails might be a boy. I don't know. But we haven't asked Tails, so we don't really know the answer to that. We don't know. And it's up to him. Or her. Gender's or a spectrum. Gender's a spectrum. Ask it its pronoun. And we'll exactly. Find <laughs> so anyway, <laughs> I go tell my mom. I'm like, hey, mom, like I think I screwed my wrist up. She's like, oh, shut up. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> Essentially, like... You got a bunch of attention for getting hurt today. Now you're going to try and do it again, which I get it. But she, I keep telling her it's her. A whole week goes by until I'm finally like, Mom, I can't move my fucking hand. <laughs> she takes me to the hospital, and sure as shit, it's broken. Oh, my wrist no. is broken. Oh, no. That happened to be the week of my... Some Catholic thing. I don't remember. <laughs> but there's a bunch of pictures of me in this fucking ridiculously colored cast uh, in a suit. Pretty funny. Oh, geez. That sounds rough. So I was – when I was a kid, I played a lot of street hockey down in Phoenix. The Coyotes had just come in town at 97, so it sounds about the same time. And the whole neighborhood was always ready to play hockey. Now I remember it was always tough to find goalies, and now that I play ice hockey, it's, it is always tough. Goalies can never find them. But I remember when I used to play goalie, I always loved putting a baseball mitt on and just snagging balls out of the air or street pucks. It was so much fun. Uh, but I guess that saved me from breaking a wrist. But I did chip a tooth real bad once playing street hockey, and I do have some big front teeth, so I've had those for a long time. Uh, <laughs> but... <laughs> They got chipped when I was a little kid once, so street hockey's dangerous, bro. Yeah, dude. You know, it's so crazy because, like, when you're a kid, at least when I was a kid, I remember always wanting to play those positions, like the positions where yep. there's one goalie, you know, there's one quarterback, there's one, um, mm -hmm. you know, point guard who has the ball. Yeah. And – uh then you grow up, and it's like those are the hardest positions to fill. Yeah, they are. It's it's crazy. It's they are always the hard positions. Uh, pitching and baseball. I think everyone wants to try and pitch, but at that point, I think you, you can weasel weed those ones out. But yeah, for quarterback and goalie, whether it's soccer or, football or hockey, it is tough to find those guys sometimes. Oh my god! Yeah. Well, we found out really quick that I was not a pitcher. I think I pitched. One inning, and I walked three people or something. I was like, yep, Scott's not a pitcher. Yeah, it happens, but street hockey, man. It's some good stuff, good memories with that. I, I love me some street hockey. I know. We need more roller rinks around where we can, like, just go strap. First of all, rollerblades need to make a comeback. Yeah, remember, like, they used to have middle school nights, elementary school nights where – your school would go to the roller rink and you would play like roller games, whether it was red light, green light, or the lights go down and you, you could hold a girl's hand, like get a little, little risque in there and, and find that girl you've been crushing on and, and hold a hand. Oh my God. Yeah, dude, that was, <laughs> that was like the pinnacle of life. Um, it was, I, I don't even know if there are those roller rinks around anymore. 
Dude, I don't see them anymore, but those were the places. You go up and request songs from the DJ and and skate in circles, and it was always a good time. You get a, a slice of pizza there, maybe an icy. Good times, man. I miss those days and those roller rinks, man. Yeah, I remember the, there was always the one kid who roll, wore, like, the roller skates. <laughs> you can't do that. <laughs> who the fuck are you? Dude, that's like... Riding around your neighborhood with training wheels when you're in, like, third grade. Not cool anymore. I don't know. Have you ever actually worn a pair of roller skates? No, I imagine they're harder, actually. Yeah, I think I wore them once, and I remember them being very difficult. So, But still, if you do that, you're a piece of shit. (laughs) Dude, so roller skating and all that was popular in the late 90s, early 2000s. And and the way, at least that I was a little kid, and I would talk to the ladies changed uh over time so i remember when i was in kindergarten this girl i had a little crush on back in the day i think her name was tiffany um so she invited me to her birthday party so it's kind of ironic that we're talking about birthdays and she's i was like oh yeah i'd love to go uh she goes it's a pool party it's like a saturday so i go home really excited i'm like oh tiffany wants me at her pool party all right and I'm like, Mom, I want to go to this pool party. And my mom, what a mean lady. It's like, you can't go to that party. I'm like, why not? We're not doing anything. She says, people will make fun of you for wearing floaties. And I'm like, come on. That's jacked up, Mom. So Tiffany, I had to stand her up. I think she had a mad crush on me, too. Yeah, dude, and, but think about it. Like, Did you actually have to wear floaties? Uh, I don't know. I mean, how deep am I going? I probably... I was dark, and we learned in the Navy, dark people don't swim very well. <laughs> <laughs> so that, that actually reminds me of another story when I, I moved to Kansas. And, uh, you know, when you move around a lot as a kid, you start to develop, like, this idea that you could just, like, you, you need to make friends fast, right? So you'll do whatever you can to make friends. And I sat next to this girl in class, and she would always talk to me about the X-Files. And uh, and I was like, oh, my God, I love the X-Files. To this day, never watched an episode of the X-Files. <laughs> oh, David Duchovny, right? Is yeah. that who the actor is? Yeah. Well, yep. that guy is crazy in real and life. I, this is in fourth grade. Who was What fourth grader is watching the X-Files? So no, she, not me. I don't even watch that as a 30-year-old, bro. Yeah, she keeps – this is – her name was Megan. So, again, Megan, if you're out there – I'm coming clean. I've never seen the X-Files. <laughs> um, I think you already know this because you invited me to your birthday party, an X-Files-themed birthday party, and it was very awkward because I got none of the references and had no idea what was going on, but I faked it the best I could. Um, I hope I got away with it. Megan, um, I'm really sorry if I ruined your birthday party without because I have no idea what the X-Files is um, or what was happening. <laughs> But you got to do what you got to do, you know? Yeah, absolutely, man. Uh, X-Files, floaties, whatever works, man. Uh, I'm not going to lie. When I got older, I was doing just this uh, stupid stuff, adult version, you know? But it is what it is. (laughs) I've seen the the notebook too many times, bro. When it comes to girls and trying to impress them, uh yeah the stories never end with how stupid you're willing to be right that's got to be evolution right it just 
I can't imagine what they were doing back in the day when they're trying to make fire and some girl walked by and you're like, Oh, how am I going to flex on flex for, you know? (laughs) Oh, I've made the biggest fire. You have no fucking clue. (laughs) Yeah. This is just my practice fires when it's game time. Just wait, girl. Just wait. (laughs) You wait. (laughs) Really cold. will make you a huge fire. Keep you warm. (laughs) All right. uh, That was great. I'm going to, try and keep us back on track it's it's tough these are some good combos um so i'm i'm gonna go to my 25th birthday that's a good number birthday uh i went to vegas for my 25th birthday it was the first time i went there for gambling and stuff like that and since my birthday again is in march it's it's uh march madness so i actually got to go there and and bet on a bunch of games so my 25th birthday was 2013 which was one of the most memorable and fun uh ncaa tournaments are there any names that stick out or do you have any idea can you think of who was in the final four in 2013 i mean that's six years ago now so i understand that's kind of tough like it's so tough for me because when you get back to those times Mm -hmm. i know a lot of good cinderella runs and i know you know like i can remember a couple of the players but the one that really sticks out to me is Steph Curry and Davidson. If it's not that, I have no idea. Yeah, it wasn't that year, but man, that guy was fun to watch at Davidson. He had a couple years in the tournament. Uh, but <clears throat> I'll just give you the four final four teams. They were there were a couple Cinderellas, which made it really fun. Uh, Wichita State was in the final four that year. Okay, uh, what are Louis- they? The Bulls? The Shockers. Shockers, damn it. Shockers. So, you know, you love the hand gestures there. That's inappropriate. <laughs> Which is funny because Arizona State's is very similar, but it's a pitchfork, not a shocker. Just want to put that out there. Yeah, I'm sure it is. <laughs> um, the Syracuse Orange, uh, Michigan, and then the champion Louisville Cardinals. Uh, but another great Cinderella team that year who made it, I think, to the Elite Eight, was Florida Gulf Coast. Oh, yeah. And they were fun. No, it was Sweet 16. They made it to the Sweet 16. But they were a 15 seed. So they were a lot of fun. They beat a Georgetown team. Uh, Georgetown used to be pretty good. They're not really super competitive anymore. But this was also the year Kevin Ware went up to block a shot, and his leg snapped and broke through the skin. Yep. Like that was the same year, and that was one of the grossest injuries I've ever seen on live TV. Basketball players that went to Georgetown: Patrick Ewing. There you go. Allen Iverson. There you go. Uh, is there more? Oh, Hibbs. Yep. I don't remember his first name. Big dude for Indiana Pacers. Yeah, I don't remember his first name either. That's all I know. Yeah, so I think that's it. But they, they used to be a great rivalry with Syracuse, Georgetown, and they ruined the Big East, and it's no longer a thing. Uh, also, as I was looking this up for the podcast, this title was actually vacated by the Louisville Cardinals. Yeah, what happened there? <laughs> was it like a sex scandal or something going on with the recruits? <laughs> it was like, it was like uh, oh, what's that Ray Allen movie with Denzel Washington? You know what I'm talking about. But when he, they were recruiting people, they had, like, sex people and uh, – sex people, prostitutes. Oh. Sex, sex people. 
This is a PG podcast, people. We come up with euphemisms for uh, yeah, the stuff we don't want to say. I'm sorry. Uh, uh... <laughs> wow. Uh, he got game. <laughs> oh shit, he got game. You remember when he was going to all the campuses? He was dating like, was it Rosario Dawson? Was that who was? It? Did you ever see that movie? No, no. Oh, great movie, but he was dating her. And anyway, he'd go on all these college visits and just they would have prostitutes or, or sex people there for him all the time. And it was wild. But I think that's what they were doing. Am I right on that? Am I oh, yeah. Rick Pitino was all about the sex people. But he's making he's coming back. OK, because his son, coach of Minnesota. Who do they just beat today? Oh, Minnesota beat Louisville. Oh, yeah. There you oh. go. So wow. Rick, Rick Pitino slowly marching his way back. He's got that hair. Looks he good. Does. He's coaching over in Greece right now. Really? That perfect hair for Greece. Oh, yeah. Perfect personality for Greece because he's greasy as fuck. <laughs> he was involved with all the prostitution stuff, too, right? Rick Pitino? Yeah, right? Wasn't he like... Yeah, that's why he got fired. He was like all up in it. Uh, <laughs> hey, why not, right? Of course, says he's not. But I believe that being a sex person is somewhat legal in Greece, so I'm sure he's getting down with it. Why not, man? Why not? If you're going to get away with it, use some olive oil, get all into it. <laughs> your thing. <laughs> I can all oil. Dionysus, the... Some wine and olive oil. You're set. You're oh set yeah. For life. <laughs> it's the peninsula of romance, Greece. That's what they always say. Ooh. Wow, um, we are digressing. I love it. Uh, what birthday memories you got? Unless you got something else on on Ricky Patino. No, no, no. I don't have anything else about Ricky Patino. And to be honest, I'm not much of a birthday guy. So uh, okay. Like I don't. I don't really celebrate my birthday a whole lot, and especially as I got older. So, but I what I did do is I looked up some stats uh, of things that happened on my birthday on Eel Interweb, and uh, I saw a name. I'm a little depressed that he wasn't in our last episode. This man was drafted first round, number one overall, in the baseball draft in 1980. Really. 1980. Mm-hmm. A man by the name of Daryl Strawberry. <laughs> oh, how did he not make our last one? Whether it was gluttony or lust, I heard stories he would wouldn't even wait till the game was over to have sex with women. Oh yeah, um, just <laughs> all time cokehead. Uh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> incredible, incredible. Incredible uh, uh, career there for Daryl Strawberry. Definitely on the uh, all-infamy list of in uh, Major League Baseball history. He's up there with Pete Rose. Yeah, those guys uh, live some crazy lives. Uh, great baseball players, but, man, their lifestyles could have been a little different. Hey, you know what? If you got it, go for it. <laughs> I guess so, man. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious, dude. That's some. Um, those guys 
man, I heard the stories with Daryl Strawberry and Doc uh, Dwight Gooden just partying in New York City, like up until first pitch, basically, just crazy, crazy. And I think Keith Hernandez was on those teams too, and he was suspended for a long time for coke. So the Mets were a mess back Dude, in the eighties. Were a mess. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, thank God they <laughs> finally put it together. <laughs> yeah, they let's spend all our money to get Robbie Cano, huh? Robbie Cano, yeah, exactly. What is he, 34 now? Yeah, who knows? Maybe Tebow will come save him. Tim Tebow. Wow. Two episodes in a row we bring his name up. Oh, yeah. We're big Tebow fans here. <laughs> I want him in the Alliance. We have we haven't talked about the Alliance this episode, so. No. Oh my Robbie Cano's 36. 36 no. years old. Well, you know, that's the kind of that's the kind of team that needs a 36 year old to get him over the hump. Yeah, uh, I don't think it worked with David Wright. I don't even think David Wright's that old. To be honest with you, that poor guy. Uh whatever. That's yeah. David Wright's also 36. Wow. Wow. All right, I have one more birthday memory. Uh, that I want to share. And it's 2017, so my 29th birthday, two years ago. I was fortunate enough to witness NBA history. Uh, I went to Boston, and as I mentioned in my first episode, Boston is not one of my favorite places to watch sports. Uh, but they, <laughs> they, they love their team, and they, they have good reasons to. Um, but I'm there for a Phoenix Suns-Boston Celtics game. before the, It's my birthday, you know, before we go in. We stop at a nice uh, Boston bar. Actually, I, I didn't think I remember the name, but I think it's Boston Beer Works. Uh, great oh, bar. Down, there by, uh, down by Fenway. Yeah, it's not far at all. Yeah, it's uh, two stories. Uh, it's really awesome. And college hockey was on because this is a great time of the year for college hockey as well. They're starting their tournament. And shout out to Arizona State mm-hmm. for probably making their – uh, first NCAA hockey tournament. So we're drinking there, and then I roll into the TD Garden, and I go to a basketball game, and I'm in the top row because that's where poor people sit. And as I'm watching this game, the Suns are getting smoked. It's just ugly. I'm in my Suns gear. People are making fun of me. And it gets to the point where... uh Devin Booker's scoring points. He has like 40 at halftime. It might be halftime. Third quarter, he's got 40 and then 50. And I'm sitting there with my phone like, oh, my gosh, who's he going to pass? And this dude drops 70 points, which is the sixth person in NBA history to ever drop 70 points. And it's a very good list that he's on. Uh, But it was a really fun game to go to. And we drank a lot that day. It was fun. Uh, At one point, the people – I was cheering, and someone said, you're still going to lose. And then there's my Boston hatred right there. And I said, I don't care. This guy's about to score 70. And he looks up. He goes, oh, shit, you're right, man. So I was like, you don't even care. But we witnessed history, and there's only six people, I think, that have scored 70 points. So any idea whose names those would be? I think you get a couple of them. I mean, the first one, real easy right off the bat, is Wilt. Yeah, Wilt Chamberlain, obviously. Um... I want to say AI. No, no, never did it. Kobe. Kobe got 81 one game. So, yep. 
It's so hard to pick out like these prolific scores. Jordan never did. No, it's just funny. He got sixty nine, which classic, uh, Jordan. classic Jordan. A lot of people say it's harder to get sixty nine than seventy. <laughs> it might be. <laughs> <laughs> Back when there were no three pointers, it probably was. Yes. Oh. <laughs> uh, I'll just give you the rest because some of them are t- tough. David Thompson. Uh, who I think's nickname was Chocolate Thunder, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, there you go. Yeah, Elgin Baylor and David Robinson, the Admiral. David Robinson? Yeah, he had 71 in 1994. What? It's crazy because you don't think of him being that kind of player, but... No, he was like a, you know, all-around... Defense, um, I mean, he could score. Don't get me wrong. Oh, I, I hope for, before I get in, I messed up. Chocolate Thunder was actually Daryl Dawkins. So I don't want people calling me out on that. Uh, but go on. <laughs> well, I'm just saying, like, you know, he's just, I, I mean, yeah, you never would think of David Robinson as the kind of guy that would score that many points. That's for sure. Yeah, no, and he was a really good player. Actually, wow, this is kind of crazy. Uh, when I was, I think it was my eighth birthday, people always gave me basketballs for my birthday. Like, I was a huge Phoenix Suns fan growing up. Uh, and one birthday, I got two basketballs, and they were both the David Robinson basketballs, like version basketball. So, oh. yeah, two people gave me the same exact basketball. They didn't just both give me basketballs. They gave me the same basketball. So... They knew me well. Do you know where uh, David Robinson went to college? Oh, absolutely. Good old Naval Academy. There you go. That's what I like to hear. Oh, who ya? <laughs> no thanks. <laughs> I have to. It's tattooed on me, bro. Oh, Jesus. I know. I know. All right. I think you got one more memory, if I'm not mistaken, or event that happened on your birthday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's just uh, Lou Gehrig is the first person to hit. Four consecutive home runs, and the Yankees beat the uh, Athletics twenty to thirteen. So holy cow! What a yeah. game! Is Good that football game. game. Lou Gehrig, kind of a piece of shit. Um, nobody ever really liked Lou Gehrig. Oh come on! He's <laughs> just just one of those players. There's just something about him, you know. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yep. I don't know. I don't know what it is. Yeah. He gave a great speech on the 4th of July, America's birthday. Listen, what kind of guy is so conceited that even when he dies, he names the disease that kills him after himself? Oh, did Get he name a- it? I just thought he, it was by chance that he got Lou Gehrig's disease. <laughs> what are the chances <laughs> of that? It's got to be slim to none bro yeah, i hope i don't die of scott walton's disease <laughs> yeah i don't want that either bro <laughs> <laughs> no that's that's wild uh, baseball back then was so they have all these great pitchers you know cy young is a big name that always comes up but the hitters back then man i would love to just go back and watch a game in the 1930s i think it'd be so much fun to see how they played the game yeah, like right after the dead ball era when things started to get – when baseball really started to take hold, 
mm-hmm. I think that'd be a great time to watch. But you got to imagine, like, you see all these, like, old videos of Babe Ruth just lobbing it in there, you know? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, the way he hit those balls and, and it's just funny the way they run even and you see yeah. everyone in the crowd like stand up at the same time and start clapping really fast with their top hats on and their newspapers it's just <laughs> hilarious yeah i mean uh i mean think about it ted williams hit for 400 man yeah that's what 1941 is that's the last time someone's done it we will never I don't think it, no one will ever hit 400 again. I think I think there's two things in baseball we'll never see. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, that 400 hitter and Joe DiMaggio's hit streak. Oh I, yeah, no chance. I don't Not, see those happening. You know what's crazy? They happen in the same. Another guy, year. piece of shit. <laughs> they happen in the same year, man. That's what's crazy. Ted Williams hit 400 and didn't win the MVP because Joe DiMaggio had a 56-game hitting streak. Can you fucking imagine hitting 400 and <laughs> not winning the MVP? Right, oh, that's that's like, uh, was it Mike Trout's rookie year where he batted like 330 and it was like, oh, this guy would win MVP any other year, but Miguel Cabrera had to have a triple crown. Right. So, <laughs> and that's great. I was looking at his stats, uh, Mike Trout that is. So he signed for 12 years, like we said earlier. He has 240 home runs right now in seven years. It's he, he's he's going to hit 500 easily, right? Like 12 years, he needs 250, 260 more home runs. Oh, yeah. Is he going to hit 600? There's only a handful of people with 600. Plus he, he, plus, he has almost – he's a 307 career average. I think that's just going to climb. Like that guy yeah, is. A think star. about it. He's, he's just becoming a smarter hitter. Yeah, absolutely. And what do you think of Mike Trout? I I look at that guy. He's a beast. He's a big boy, and man, he can cover some ground center field. He went gold gloves. Yeah, he, he won yeah. the glove and took it away from Jackie Bradley Jr. Which again, this is biased, but Jackie Bradley is a a monster. Yeah. Can't hit to save his life, but uh, like he's a vacuum cleaner out there. And and you think about Mike Trout, who's doing it at the plate, and then also playing defense like that. When you know how many great baseball great hitters just don't even try on defense. You know. Oh yeah, it's it's kind of sad, and I think that's why. People want the DH so you can get those great hitters to to only hit. And I think that's that's one big argument for the DH in both leagues. Yeah, in my, in my opinion, you you and I are both kind of purists, and even though my favorite team is an AL team, like I think baseball in its pure form, the pitchers hit. They're baseball players too, you know. Um, and I like the strategy that it adds to the game and mm-hmm. and that kind of thing too. But pure entertainment value, I mean. Think of all the people we wouldn't have had playing into those late years if it wasn't for the DH role mm-hmm. and how much they did for the game. Oh, absolutely. I mean, two names that, that come to mind are Edgar Martinez and, and David Ortiz. Like, Yeah, those two names alone. That, that's enough. That's enough. And uh, I'm glad Edgar 
finally made the Hall of Fame this year. Yeah, to me it was like, okay, now he's opened the door for DHs. Like, I, Big Poppy should have got in there, no problem. But um, just for what he did in 04. Like, just for what he did in one series against the Yankees in 04. That is a Hall of Fame moment, you know? And mm-hmm. And that's what I love about baseball is you get those clutch – the, baseball is a sport where I think the clutch gene, maybe football with at the quarterback position, but baseball, mm-hmm. you see the clutch gene or whatever you want to call it. You see it in an action. Absolutely. I, you might not always get the chance, but when you do uh, and they, you perform, everyone knows. Like You don't want to pitch to this guy in this situation. So absolutely the clutch gene is apparent in major league baseball. You see it, you see it all the time. You see these guys and they only hit, you know, the best of the best of the best hit it one third of the time, but there's a list of guys, you know, Mike Trout, Mookie Betts, Paul Goldschmidt, uh, all these guys, you know, there's tons more than that. They get up in the late innings when their team is down by one and there's a guy on, you know, on base, and you're just like, okay, he might only hit the ball into play. You're you get a hit thirty like thirty three percent of the time, but I just whenever he's up in these situations, he gets one. Yeah, it's it's what makes baseball fun. I I hope more people are watching baseball these days. Uh, I think I think popularity is coming back, and I think the MLB is doing everything they can to make sure people are watching it, but it is such a beautiful game and it's summer, man. I can't imagine summer without the sport of baseball. I know we're talking about baseball. I'm just getting so excited. Like I can't handle it. Absolutely. So baseball opening day for most of the teams are next week, but we got a little taste the last few days uh, with the Mariners and athletics in Tokyo. And I think, it was on way too early for most of America, but the biggest news coming out of it was Ichiro officially retired after today's game, and he started in 01, so that's 18 years ago now, and he has been the face of a Japanese player playing in the Major League uh, in Major League Baseball, and it's going to be tough not seeing him out there, but he is just an amazing baseball player, and I don't know a single person I could say a bad thing about him. What a, what a story to get to retire in his native country for the team that brought him over to the U.S. Um, and, I mean, you're right. And, and the thing about Ichiro is, like, name a player that's like Ichiro. You, you can't, man. I you mean. Can't. You can't. He did it in ways that nobody he he did what he did in ways that nobody had done before or will ever do again. Yeah, uh, he finishes his career with over 3000 hits in the major leagues. Plus he had over 1000 hits in Japan. Uh and he finishes the major leagues with a 310 batting average. Which is impressive, and he had Holy five five hundred plus stolen bases. And that's a guy that's not. 
not blazingly fast. No, you he's know, the he's technique not... and the skill. Yep, yep. Concentration, technique, skill, study habits when it comes to to stealing bases um, against different pitchers. Like, uh, I, I mean, we we already said it. You'll never see a player like that again. It's just not going to happen. And uh, I saw somebody tweet out, like, is Ichiro first ballot Hall of Famer? And it was like, what? Yeah, no shit. <laughs> Absolutely. And uh, I, I read that he'll, which I shouldn't be surprised, but he's going to be the first Japanese player to be in the Major League Baseball Hall of Fame. So That's, That's good. That's great. And I hope... I hope uh, Otani, speaking of the Angels, picks up the reins. He had a, I mean, marred by injury last year, but holy shit. Talk about stuff we've never seen before. Yeah, he's uh, his, his spring training wasn't so good. And then he goes out there, and what was it? Like the first game he hits home two home runs and then starts like four days later, gets the starting nod as a pitcher, and like throws an absolute dime piece out there. Um, wow. Yeah, he is fun, and he's young, and a big boy. I love the way he plays. Uh, and the Mariners actually today started, uh, I'm, I'm going to butcher his name. You say Kikuchi. Uh, he pitched in J- Japan the last few years. I watched some of his pitches today. I would not want to hit against that guy. First off, he's a lefty, and the way he hides the ball during on his delivery scary so let's watch out for that guy for the mariners this year i think uh he could be your front runner for uh rookie of the year he's not he doesn't have anything on that dice k gyro ball dude <laughs> yeah how long did dice k last come on it was like three years right <laughs> they said he was gonna revolutionize pitching and he just got destroyed yeah i'd rather have nomo oh hell yeah that wind up hideo nomo if yeah. i had if I batted against an Aonomo, I would swing three times before I even let go of the ball. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree with that. Uh, but baseball, we're excited. I think uh, next week, next episode, we'll kind of get people ready for the season, uh, along with some other things that we'll talk about. But uh, to close out our episode today, I think we wanted to talk about uh, the final, our final four picks, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, so we're going to do final four picks. Um, I think let's talk about some good players from the teams that we pick in our final four. Some players that we remember. This year's final four? Yeah, from the ones we pick. Okay, yeah. Uh, Obviously, there's some we're not going to be able to name players, but like, you know, just me- memories we have of those teams. Okay, yeah. Uh so my my picks this year are Michigan State, Florida State, Virginia, and UNC. Uh, I think Duke is the big favorite, but I can see this Duke-Michigan State game going either way. If Duke wins it all, I'm not going to be surprised. But I think some big people to watch out for is UNC. Uh, they have this freshman White as their point guard who... This is a stud, like really good. He got way better as the year went on. And Luke May in his last year uh, has been playing really well. And I, I, you know, I don't really know a lot of the other teams very well. Virginia's boring to watch, but man, can they play basketball? And Florida State had a run in the ACC tournament. And Michigan State is, 
they could have been a one seed this year. So I think they're tough. Um, outside my final four, I think uh, uh, John Moran is the guy to watch from Murray State. Right? That guy is a stud. I think you'd agree with that. I think you mentioned that to me before we started uh, recording the show. Yeah, he he to me that team gives me like memories of the of the Davidson Steph Curry where you have like this player on this small school and you see it and you're like Jesus like this kid this kid's going to be the best player on the court if if he doesn't play Duke I think he's going to be the best player on the court. Mhm. Absolutely and it's awesome cuz they're a 12 seed, right? So they they're the team, you know, 12-5 upsets happen all the time, and they could make a run to the Sweet 16, if not the Elite Eight, which would be really fun to watch. I think a lot of people will be rooting for Murray State. Oh, yeah, for sure. I, I, uh, Yeah, I mean, I, I could definitely see them being the Cinderella story. Yeah, that'd be a lot of fun. I'm excited for it. But let's not count out the number 11 seed Arizona State Sun Devils. So, just saying. I think we can. I think we can. <laughs> Right, they got their win, and that was enough. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I I can understand that. Yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, what's your final four, Scott? Okay, so for me, uh, you know, I like to play a big time. So love it. Uh, I want to. So in the East, I've got Bradley coming out of the East. Oh, Bradley, get it. Mm-hmm. Okay, and but the thing is, they're gonna play Liberty. Liberty. Okay. Yeah. So here's the thing about Bradley and Liberty, and I had to choose. This was tough. Bradley, I was an alpha, I'm an alpha male. Do you know where Bradley is? Bradley is. I have no clue, man. Peoria, Illinois. Okay. <laughs> okay. So okay. In high school, being the young, beautiful man I was, I was on the speech and debate team. <laughs> And I went. Come to, on, come on, come on, dude. Hey, we're athletes too. Oh, okay. So watch yourself. I'll, I'll watch myself, bro. <laughs> so we went to Bradley, and uh, not a big deal. I won the speech tournament. Okay, so <laughs> fond memories of Bradley. Um, they're gonna go up against Liberty in the lead eight. It's gonna be tough. For them, because Liberty has Jesus on their side. I'm not sure if you know anything about Liberty. They're the Flames. They're the which, Flames. Which is ironic to me. Yeah, they're a... not they're not a big fan of people who flame. <laughs> uh, they, uh, it's a very, a very pious uh, university. Not, not people who would be on our list of seven deadly sins. But uh, do you know anybody that went to Liberty University? I know one person, uh, Samantha Ponder, because how could I not know her? Mm, oh, yeah. That's sweet, <laughs> sweet Samantha Ponder. So uh, Nick Foles is currently going there. Oh, oh yeah. he's. What's he getting his degree in? Do you I know? Don't... I think no. it's Divinity. Ooh, <laughs> there you go. That'll take him far. I didn't even know you could get a degree in that. I'm going to school for the wrong thing. Yeah, old Big Dick Nick, you know. He's out there, <laughs> he's out there trying to get his degree in divinity because somebody gave him a blessing. Love uh, it. Seth Curry. Seth Curry. 
Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, uh, a little band by that goes by the name of DC Talk, okay? And if you were <laughs> in Christian Alternative in the early 2000s, then you know of a song called Jesus Freak. Uh, and, uh, you know, just all-time song. If you haven't heard it, go out there and listen. Uh, it's beautiful. It's just beautiful, <laughs> inspiring. So I've got Liberty going up against Bradley. That's in the Elite Eight. Unfortunately, Bradley's going to edge it out because they've got the Scott Walden blessing. Um, <laughs> and not even Jesus Christ himself can overcome that. Okay. So then, coming out of the South, we've got Colgate. Colgate, all right. Because oral hygiene is much more important than you might think. And uh, even though they're going to go up against you know Purdue in the Sweet 16, uh, that golden black powerhouse, I think Colgate can pull it through. Okay. Just with those beautiful, that beautiful, beautiful smile. You know? <laughs> Good thing they're not up against uh, Crest, you know. Oh God! If they were up against Crest, that would be, I mean, game over. How do you compete? <laughs> uh, so then, out of the out of the West, Buffalo. Well, okay, sure. And I'm basing this solely on watching Khalil Mack post Instagram videos of himself playing basketball. Um, and I'm thinking Khalil Mack went to Buffalo. He's probably out there training with those guys. Are you taking a charge from Khalil Mack? Absolutely not. Are you crazy? Fuck no. Have you seen pictures of what he did this year? He was throwing you 300 pound <laughs> human beings around with one arm. To be fair in basketball, uh, he wouldn't be allowed to do that. So if I had a cup on, I'd take a charge. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> Don't tell him that. I'm scared now. I fucking love it. <laughs> I respect it. Uh, Buffalo is a SUNY school, uh, and I currently go to U Albany, which is also a SUNY school. So if Buffalo makes a run, I will. Uh, I'll respect it and I'll root for him. Oh God, I should have thought about that. <laughs> uh, is that four or three? No, got- that's three. Coming out. Uh, coming out of the Midwest, my home, the Midwest. Greatest region. Uh, we've got Woford. Woford. The, the Terriers? Mm-hmm. Okay. The Terriers. Because there's no more fierce dog than a Terrier. Talk, getting your ankles bit. Love a Terrier. Hip. Love me a good Terrier, bro. Do you know where uh, Woford is? <laughs> no. No idea. Spartanburg, South Carolina. Wow. Never would have guessed that. I've been there. Um, my buddy and I, when we were living in South Carolina, we were driving home. He was He's from Detroit, and I was, you know, from South Bend. So we uh, he was going to drop me off and then go to Detroit, and we were driving his old 72 Mustang, and we made it to Spartanburg before the motherfucker broke down. <laughs> Wait, your Mustang? No, not mine. He, he oh. has a, 70, a 72 Mustang. Not the one in the picture. No, not that sexy. We'll get there one day. <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> so then we spent the night in Spartanburg, South Carolina. We stayed in like a Econo Lodge. It was fucking disgusting. 
And uh, this is like right when we had joined the Navy. So we wore our uniforms out to go to this restaurant thinking we we're going to get free drinks. Yeah. And it was like a black only soul restaurant. And there's two white as day motherfuckers from the North Midwest. Are <laughs> nicest people I've ever met, and they bought us drinks all night. You needed me there, bro. Yeah, I needed you to bridge the gap. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's awesome! And uh, I guess I didn't choose my winner. I got North Carolina winning at all, but uh, who's your winner? Hmm, this is tough. I'm gonna go. Well, unfortunately, now that I look, I didn't watch the game, but Bradley's already out. Ouch. Oh. So well, that's that's rough for me. I'm going to go with Colgate. Colgate. Are they still in? Oh, they're in. They play Tennessee. Okay. I a like Tennessee it. Tennessee team that a lot of people say are, is overrated. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I don't know who <laughs> people are, but I'm pretty sure somebody somebody out there is saying that. Oh, look, Colgate's in uh, central New York, too. It is. You're, you are correct on that. Not far from here. Now I want to go back on that. <laughs> well, uh, Wolford's about to start against Seton Hall, so that'll be a fun game. Oh, they're going to rip them to shreds. I love it. Oh, my gosh. Uh, sorry, it's a basketball reaction. All right. So I think we covered everything we wanted to cover today. Um, like I said, next week we're going to talk about probably a little more baseball being the opening week. And then, obviously, tournament talk, because we'll be in the Sweet 16 for our next episode. Um, uh, before, no, Scott, what's, what's our new segment we're going to do next week? Okay, so so we're going to come up with something to talk about, I think, probably with baseball next week um, for the majority of the show. But we've got a new segment that we're coming out with. Um, I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, and it's And it's, you know... Uh, as as uh, as Shakespeare said, brevity is the soul of wit, and I oh. thought of that when I made this uh, this name. Um, we're calling it two guys watch sports they don't understand and try to be radio announcers. So, <laughs> so JP and I are going to put uh, next week. We're doing cricket, so we're going to put cricket on, mm-hmm. and we're going to try and announce it to you um in the in the vein of radio announcers so for those of you who've never listened to sports on the radio first of all that's where the true talent is uh as as sports announcers but you have to describe the game in detail because nobody can see anything you can't just talk about the play after it happened you have to talk about it while it's happening so (laughs) jp and i are gonna have our our crack at doing that with cricket next week which i have no idea of anything about cricket me either and i think we'll we'll share the link because we're gonna do a youtube video so we're gonna share the link with uh everyone so they can hopefully watch it uh eventually either while they're hearing us talk about it or maybe they'll watch it afterwards but we have no idea what's going on i'm not even gonna look up the rules because that's not fair Uh, i'm just gonna watch them do whatever they do no i know it probably started in England. I think India is like really big into it. Yeah. And there's something about there's bats and it's Holes. baseball. Yeah, there's base it's baseball esque. It is. Uh so that's definitely gonna be a lot of fun and we think people are gonna enjoy that. 
And then also, probably in a couple weeks, but we want you guys to be ready for it. Uh, we bought uh, Kobe Bryant's new book that he created, the Wizenard series. And we're going to read that and do like a little book club meeting uh, about that book and see how creative Kobe Bryant really is. So that'll be yeah, fun too. Absolutely. So it wasn't it wasn't written by Kobe Bryant, but it was imagined by Kobe Bryant. And I am ecstatic to read Me this too. Me too, and it's built for young adults, and I don't like to read, so it sounds perfect for me as a grown adult. So it's yeah, really good. please everybody continue to tune in because you don't understand the kind of sacrifices JP is making for this. <laughs> um, he has to read, which is you know not tough. No, you know it, it is. It is tough, but uh, we'll, we're excited for it. And as always, uh, find us on Twitter and Instagram at writing pine pod underscore uh please follow us we'll kind of keep things updated and if you have any questions or, or recommendations let us know yeah absolutely thanks for listening guys we'll catch you next time take it easy peace